Step on up. Give me that ticket. Grab that popcorn. I'm AKA Pad, Peter A. DeLuca, and this is my movie podcast. It's called AKA Pad's The Film Buff Podcast. Because why is it called that? Because I'm obsessive over film and I want to share my life experience in consuming film. And we're trying to save film criticism here because things like the internet has slayed the film criticism dragon and I am here to resurrect it. So you're going to get criticism, you're going to get insight, you're going to get perspective, you're going to get the real take of what it takes to talk about movies. Let's go. Here we go, aka Patters. Uh, we're we're in a very odd pattern, but thank you, thank you for coming to the podcast. I'm your host Peter A. DeLuca, aka the Film Buff, aka Pad, although known as the Pop Culture Pope. We're we're smack middle in the month of October. It's actually October 18th. I have yet to drop uh, or even move forward on any episodes of the 31 Days of Dread. But this podcast, uh, you know, we, we, we've been through a lot. We've been through 500 episodes. And during this, like, rebranding, uh, I'm, I'm constantly analyzing what my approach was for this very show. And, uh, I, again, like I said in the last episode, I just feel like I've been, I, I failed. Like, I failed all of you. I go on the run. Uh, I watch all that jazz for just about a full day. Uh, completely immerse myself uh, in in the movie and only the movie. No Wikipedia. No additional research. Just me and the, uh, the film and I. And then I come across this film that we're about to talk about. Elizabeth Wood. That's our writer director. And the film is brought to my attention through a, uh, a random YouTube video that, that I played. It was uh, something like the 20 most controversial films on, on Netflix. And real, realistically speaking, the, there was one film, which was this. All the other films are like tried and true, uh, not so controversial anymore. I mean, the guy had Boogie Nights and Clockwork Orange. Whatever. I mean, uh, you know, we, we moved on from those movies. But he compared this movie to kids. And I, it just sparked my interest. And I, I was so happy that uh, Netflix still had it available. Because you all know sometimes. The, the link of this video, too, that I watched is available in this episode description. But while, while I was watching this... The, the plot of the movie is nearly uh, meaningless, but it's uh, this girl that this movie depicts is lost, and she's reeling, and is trying to figure things out. And it, it did hit home, because I knew this girl. I spent time with this girl. You know, I, I've dealt with late nights and early mornings with this girl. And the uh, depiction cuts, uh, to quote Dirk Diggler, it cuts glass. It's a neon sign that explodes. 
it's hard to imagine Elizabeth Wood not, not like not being around a girl like this if this woman is not her herself. That's how visceral and frustrating and agonizing this movie is to watch in a perfectly good way. Elizabeth Wood has only made one other movie, I mean, one movie, and this is it. And a little bit of a pattern that we see a lot on the film buff is, film buffs me, by the way, is a healthy run of short films. And moving forward with this podcast, we're going to do way more with short films. Okay, uh, you know, part of this is the Ridley Scott scenario. I got so deep in Ridley Scott, uh, I had to watch Bicycle Boy, which was his uh, short film for, of his that I've read about in interviews for, for years and years. Uh, you know, and now that's down the memory hole. The, I, I feel like these short films that buzz around a lot of these filmmakers are in, insanely important. Maybe some of the most important short films we have. And it's mostly because of Venmo, not Venmo, uh, Vimeo, YouTube, just uh, film in general. I mean, we, we have film studios in our pockets with our phones, but this stuff is accessible. You can make it and you can dump it. The internet connects us all. If you need an actress in your town, you can find her. But White Girl is its absolutely important. Because this is a movie. It's an experience. There's things we learn from this movie. Uh, based on some tweets that I dug up after. Uh, yeah, I mean, people are somewhat concerned about the, the criminal justice system just from watching this movie. Not the cocaine, not the debauchery, not the, jeez, uh, uh, flat-out R-word scene that's in this movie that, that did harken back to kids. But, but we do have to address kids, the Larry Clark masterpiece, because any movie that has inner-city children or in, uh, inner-city young adults in the round, you know, they it's going, it's not going to get compared to Less Than Zero or Bright Lights Big City, it's, it's going to get compared to kids. And this movie is sorry, I'm drinking a lot because uh, I'm recovering from, from this virus, but this movie is a middle ground between Bright Lights Big City less than zero and kids if there was a movie to be in the middle of those three films this is it but this movie is modern and it's there and it's great to look at and it's well shot and you know there's some nice camera movements when it comes to how we're uh, depicting things uh, exactly what we're seeing and the movie does have a surprise ending. It has a shock ending. And the ending also has a point. We, our character, our babe, Leah, Leah, played by uh, Morgan Saylor, she goes through an arc 
And we know where she is at the end of this movie. We know where the character is. And there's a lot there for us to relate to. This movie doesn't end pointlessly. It doesn't end with a question mark or a what if or this or that. Uh, the, you know, long-standing argument of mine is, is filmmakers don't know how to end movies anymore. So where does this go for Elizabeth Wood? This movie came out in 2016. Uh, it's crazy that it, you know, wasn't nominated for the Palme d'Or. Because I feel like, right, how is this How is this not the winner of the Cannes Film Festival? But Elizabeth Wood, who knows? She may never do anything ever again. Uh, we're in 2022. We're rapidly approaching 2023. Uh, it's been a while for her. I don't know what she's doing. Uh, I tried to dig her up on social media. Couldn't find her. But she is a, a master at this. And I just felt like... And, and th this is the point of it all. I just felt like White Girl being a first entry, pretty, it's pretty significant compared to Bobby Fosse. It really is. We know Bobby Fosse from Cabaret. You know, that, like that was really his introduction. But he really came into film with Star 80. And his his personal take and his personal interest and his own psychosis was dumped into his movies and i just feel like that's what we have here white girl is one of the best movies of our time there's there's very little to compete with it in this category and as a film experience it's there it's, it's that white girl says is as significant as Avengers Infinity War. And, and we're, we're going to touch on some of that soon. But let's let's get into horror. Let's go to episode 503. Let's introduce the 31 Days of Dread. We're going to we're going to do a little bit of a uh, powwow. Powwow, so to speak, is I'm going to go through a lot of the films. I am so sorry, people. I just, it's, it's hard for me to, to talk more than a few minutes without just coughing up a lung but yeah we're, we're just going to glaze through lie lie the films and direction of the 31 days of dread uh, i'm going to prep you what to expect uh at this point forward the goal would be um two films a day until we're all caught up which would lead into november but let let's get this done let's talk some horror okay that's a wrap everyone thank you for joining me thank you for sticking with me through another fantastic episode of aka pads the film buff podcast i really do from the bottom of my heart and you, you have to understand uh all of this it's coming from a dude that had a speech impediment so just to get this deep get this level of interaction all of it it is deeply meaningful to me and i do nothing but thank you from the marrow of my bones moving forward I just got to say it. And we know, we know that my source and my love for movies stems back from my father, Tony DeLuca, who just loved watching movies. He loved hanging out with us. Yeah, like we did it all growing up as 80s children, my sister and I. But this podcast, everything you're listening to, is dedicated to him and to my mother, who did nothing but support and bring my sister and myself up and you know just kind of like not saying no and just being good parents and 
giving us an opportunity just to go out there and chase it. So thank you. Thank you, Tony. And thank you, Leslie. Everything, everything is owed to you. And enough with this happiness. If you really want to support me, people, if you love me that much, you can go to akapad.com. There's all kinds of ways to support me. Some of them, many of them are free. That's right. Leave a comment. Subscribe to however you're listening to this. Show it to your friend. There's so many ways to support the effort and it is up to you to broadcast and to promote the effort because I'm giving you the content. And guess what? When you, when you show people, when you tell people to listen to me, they'll be like, my God, you must be smart because you're giving me something insanely fun, creative, intelligent to listen to. You're, you're just going to come off as a solid person. All right, people signing out. I love you.